0: O oh Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, that we may extend peace, love, and hope in the world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder how many of you, when the year started, thought this is the 100th anniversary of an event that nobody celebrates, insignificant at its time, but it changed broadcast and media content. Debuting in 1923 on WNYC, a local radio broadcast aired a groundbreaking program for good or ill. It included trivia questions by a local newspaper, and it was called the Brooklyn Eagle Quiz on Current Events. It was the first game show. (laughs) Successful nationwide radio quiz shows followed in the 1930s, notably Professor Quiz and Uncle Jim's Question Bee in 1936. Two years later, at 10 p.m., On May 31st, the UK launched Spelling Bee, a complete ripoff of what the Americans had done, and they adapted a radio program to television. More game shows and televised competitions followed them, increasing in complexity and sophistication over the next hundred years. Two shows that I used to watch regularly had multiple judges. In one, the contestants were watched. They had elaborate costumes. Often others were with them on the stage, and they varied in their talents that they presented, sometimes with deep quality and other times lacking such. In the other, contestants were not watched at all. There were no elaborate costumes, and often they were alone on the stage. Only one talent was showcased it was always high in quality and without fanfare. And it was the content and quality of a one message that had to resonate with at least one heart in order them to move one chair that could change their life. The first show was America's Got Talent. The second, The Voice. In this passage from the Gospel of John, we learn about another man named john who gained notoriety by his life and words this was no ordinary man we know from the other gospels that he was related to jesus and that he was older than jesus by several months we know that he wore camel hair garments camel hair not camel skin however Camel skin makes for great cinematography and makes him more wild looking like a caveman, so I can understand why that's in our thoughts. His camel hair garment, though, is important because it's most likely a cloak, a cloak like Old Testament prophets wore. John was dressed like Elijah, the great prophet, who was expected to return when the Messiah was about to appear. In fact, people asked John if he was Elijah. Just as a collar or a badge or a tool belt or a stethoscope indicates a profession, so would the garment that John wore indicate that he was a prophet. It's no wonder that they asked who he was. But in this passage, we are not focused on his baptizing ways. The Gospel highlights something much more important. It was his voice. John knew who he was. He was not the light. But he came to testify to the light, to bear witness that the light was here, present and unrecognized, unseen. The questioners knew the scriptures, and they were expecting a prophet like him to herald the coming of the Messiah. But John was clear. He was not Elijah reincarnated. He says, not, 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 no, neither, not, no, all through that little short passage. He was a voice in the wilderness, a breath with a message, pointing to whom the one coming into the world was, that he was not Isaiah nor Moses. Since Jesus is the son of righteousness, as noted in last week's collect, John was much more like the moon, which has no light of itself, but reflect the light that has come. In the darkest of night, a full moon casts its light, a light that gives evidence that there is a greater light that we don't always see. In John the Voice's day, there was a need for that light. There was corruption in government. There was inequality. There was fear. There were problems with housing. There was unfair taxes. There was a lack of safety and so many other woes, and on top of that, war was a constant threat. It was so bad that people recognized their need for a savior and left their cities and went into the wilderness. This doesn't happen when people are comfortable with their lives. The need for a savior arises out of divine discontent. They figuratively and literally went to the other side to be baptized, the other side of the Jordan River? What did it take for them to go to the other side? What positions did they leave behind? What did they repent of, and what did that repentance call them to do differently? They went to a man who was sent by God, who knew who he was and what his message was. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord. Making straight roads is not necessary when you're hiking. Making straight roads was a military necessity for efficient movement of troops and supplies. But in John's Crossing the River message, the straight road was not at all about war, but about an inbreaking of the love of God. Just as full moons shine so brightly that they light up the night sky and offer a silvery radiance to the landscape, a closer path forward, a clearer path forward, comes with each new moon. And so did John's message. He pointed people in the right direction clearly, anticipating the one who was to come. And this is part of the message of Advent. Knowing that we come from God, But there was a greater one that we anticipate. That we are not God in so many situations where we would like to be. But we can point people to God. And that God is coming indeed. God is already here. John was the voice of one. Just one voice. Knowing his calling, living it out, and making a difference. What if we went to the river? What if we heard John, the voice's message? Where do we need to go to that other side in our lives? Where do we need to cross boundaries, streams, rivers, mountains, obstacles, to be who God has called us to be? Where do we recognize the need we have for God, the need that others have for God? John knew he was not the answer. He knew he was not the light, but could testify to the light. He was there to reflect the light of Christ. And we are called to be like John, to speak the truth, to make the way for others to get to God smooth, straight, being willing to suffer shame, And loss for the cross of Christ, and to recognize that God is coming, and indeed, God is already in our midst.